The Tofugu Podcast. My name is Kanae, and in this mini series, I am having someone new for each episode to discuss what they wish they knew when they were beginner learner of Japanese. And in this episode, Ian will be telling us what he wish he knew when he started studying Japanese. Welcome, Ian. Hello, my name is Ian. I am a writer and an editor for Tofugu. And I primarily write in the review section. I first started studying Japanese, I think about five years ago when I was in college.、Uh, and then after studying for about two years, I took a year off and then started studying again about two or three years ago and have been really serious about it ever since. Did, have I、uh, asked you about the year off? Maybe you, we talked about this, or is it okay to ask? Yeah, of course. To be honest, it's, it's sort of Wanikani's fault. I, oh, what? <laughs> I, <laughs> I was a very serious Wanikani user and still、what? am, but I had like a family emergency and I ended up having to take like a week off. And when I had first started, I was just going as fast as possible through everything.、Mm. And so I took a week off and I forgot to go into voc- vacation mode. And so, because of that, and because I was going so fast, I built up like a thousand reviews and、oh, then two、no. thousand and then three thousand. It sort of snowballed, and I like, I was still studying a little bit, but I wasn't like in a good routine anymore. And so, I, I took like six months off, reset Wanikani, and then since then, that's when I've like really gone full speed ahead. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I guess I, I actually forgot explaining what Monikani is, like, in the last couple episodes. You know, we're going to do the ad later on. But for、mm. people who are not familiar with it, Monikani is a kanji learning platform. You know, it's like a flashcard app, basically. And then it's, it uses a, a system called SLS. And then, you know, the reviews going to pile up, especially if you were trying. Doing things quickly, that makes it、yeah. even harder, right? Yeah, I, I think I fell into this sort of early trap that I, I think、uh, a lot of beginners fall into, where I was just trying to. I, I felt like、mm. there was a mountain ahead of me in terms of learning Japanese. There's just so much to learn. And I thought, well, I better just work as hard as possible and go as fast as possible. And that way I can make the best progress, right?、Mm. And so. I just took on as much as possible. But yeah, because of that, I ended up falling behind in my reviews. And、yeah. it, it was sort of discouraging for me for a while. But,、mm-hmm. you know,、uh, I, I see a lot of people online who, who feel the same way. And we understand. <laughs> it happens to <laughs> us too. <laughs> once, you, you know, once you get past the first couple of levels of Wanikani, which you can do in only a couple of days if you do things as soon as possible. Even after that, I was leveling up like every nine or ten days. So I was really flying through it. It was、mm. a really fast pace. But it ended up being unsustainable for me, of course, because you just have different things you need to do. And it's hard to spend you know, so much time doing one specific thing a day. And when you skip a day or you know, like when you had to miss、right. a week or something, and going back to that kind of stoic. Habit、yeah. or routine, it's gonna be emotionally really hard. And I can see that stopping you from going back to the routine you built. <laughs> right. It's hard <laughs> to get back、yeah. into it.、Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had tried a few times to like work down my reviews and just like work through it normally, but I just felt so out of sync and out of practice that I ended up deciding to. Take、reset. some time off, reset,、mm-hmm. and just get back to it fresh. And that ended up being the right choice. Yeah. I'm glad you're back, though, because some people <laughs> never come back, I guess.、Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because, you know, we work at Tofugu, but I, I really do use Wanikani still every、mm-hmm. morning. It's like a big part of my routine、Aww. in the morning. 
in general, I think I'm pretty platform agnostic. You know, I,、mm. I think learning Japanese is a really difficult, really big goal, and there's a bunch of different ways to do it. And,、mm. you know, I, I wouldn't stress so much about the specific way you do it. You know, like the, I can list off a bunch of different ways to learn vocabulary words or, you know, kanji characters or anything like that. But, you know, this. The tool you use is not necessarily the, the most important part of the process, of course.、Mm, yeah, I see. I think you're maybe the most, I don't know, when I picture Tofuki readers or podcast listeners, I mean, like they find us on the internet and, you know, you're kind of the typical、uh, <laughs> audience, I would imagine.、Uh, I guess you took some classes too, or. Well, yeah, I guess I like we should, we should talk about your, <laughs> I guess, how you learn. How you like,、yeah. got to this level and what is your level kind of things? Yeah, I first became interested in Japanese when I was a kid, I think through the same way that a ton of American kids learn about Japanese culture and just through pop culture. you know, I, I played a lot of Pokemon and I loved Naruto and Studio Ghibli films. Yeah, but even though I really liked all that stuff, I never really thought about. Studying Japanese when I was a kid. I sort of became interested in studying it when I was in high school, but my high school didn't offer a Japanese class. They offered a Chinese class, and so I took that. I also like Chinese culture as well. I've, I've been to China. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you picked the closest、yeah. thing or something. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought no. you were interested, genuinely. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like I picked it as a stepping stone or anything, but I, did, I wanted to pick an Asian language, and I've been to China, and my sister is Chinese. And so I ended up studying Chinese in high school. But then in college, I started reading more and more translated Japanese novels like Murakami Haruki and Kawakami Miyako. And as I was waiting for all those translations to come out, I suddenly had the idea like, well, why don't I just actually start learning Japanese this time? And that way I can. Engage with all the Japanese media and culture that I want to on my own terms and my own time. So,、mm. yeah, I think at that point I started studying first, just like using some different apps and stuff. Like, I went through Duolingo when they first launched and Lingo Deer. I signed up for traditional classes at the Japanese Culture Center in Chicago. At the time, they used the textbook Japanese for Busy People. You know that、oh, one? Oh, I know that one, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. It, it feels like more for people who want to go to Japan for business. It teaches like a lot of like set phrases, but not necessarily、mm-hmm. like a lot of the intense grammar. So I did those classes. And then after those classes ended, I sort of like, like passed the level that they were at. And then I did self study through both volumes of the Genki textbooks and. Since about a year ago, I've been meeting with a teacher through italki once a week. We meet for an hour once a week. Most of our, our lessons now are like conversation practice or going through workbooks or just chatting and stuff like that. But yeah, so I've, I've done the self study sort of thing and I've worked through a few different textbook series myself Japanese for Busy People, Genki, and Quartet. Yeah. Which you wrote and... about for Tofuga. Um, yeah.、Mm. I like Quartet. I feel, I feel really good about that textbook did, series. Did you finish through? There's two volumes, is it? Yeah.、Right? So I've gone、mm. through both volumes. And just recently, I signed up for a Japanese conversation class through、mm-hmm. an online school called Nihongo Picnic. We've only had the first lesson so far, but that's been fun too. So. They, is it a that, group class or? Yeah, it's a group class and they use the quartet textbook. So、mm. even though I've already worked through those alone, I'm, I'm going through them again now just with the class, just sort of like skimming them before the lesson and making、mm-hmm. sure I remember all the grammar points. I see. Would you say you're upper intermediate or like, I guess you're kind of knocking the door to that list, <laughs> maybe? Yeah. I think so. I feel like I'm probably somewhere in that like N3 to N2 range.、Mm, I, I don't want to overstate my abilities. You know, I, <laughs> I, there's still a lot of things I 
I want to work on, but I've been pleasantly surprised with, with my own level lately. I also have two really good Japanese friends that I chat with basically every week for a couple of hours each. And that's a mix of, of Japanese and English. And then to, there's a, there's like a placement meeting to get into the conversation class where、mm-hmm. I, Spoke with this other teacher, and yeah, it's a little difficult to tell from like classroom settings or for like with teachers or you know with my friends who I think know what my Japanese level is, just like I know what their English level is. But yeah, I, I think I'm in that like N3 ish, upper N3 ish、mm. range. And、um, yeah, JLPT, Japanese learning. Proficiency test. <laughs> That's like the third or t- second from the highest. There's still a few textbooks I'd like to go through just to have done them. But lately, pretty much all of my studying time is I do my flashcards in in the morning and then I just try to read as much as possible. And I'm, I'm just、Japanese? always reading.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just. Just always reading something in, in Japanese and try to chat with as many people as I can during a week. <laughs> that's, that's really practical. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess、uh, like at the upper intermediate or intermediate or whatever、mm. we call it, at this level, you know, like looking back, this is the topic for today, I guess. What did you wish you knew like back when you were starting out or? When you were a beginner of Japanese learner? Yeah, you know, I, I think there's, there's so many things. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things we, we've talked about a little bit so far is just that for native English speakers to、mm-hmm. get to a high level in Japanese, it takes a lot of time. It's, it's a hard process, you know, regardless of what level you're trying to reach or、mm-hmm. what your exact goals are. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's very good to like, Set a good pace and just build a habit that you know that you can sort of repeat and build upon early and, you know, not sweat the small stuff. Right.、Um, you know,、mm. like I, I was trying to work a little too fast and now I've settled down and reached a, a pace that I can sustain and that makes me excited to learn Japanese. That's, I think, the second thing too is like at first, my. Goal was to read Japanese novels. And I think it's important to have a goal like that. But I think it's important also to continually like revise those goals and find things that keep you interested in in Japanese. And in my experience, like the more I've learned of Japanese language, the more I've learned about Japanese culture. And they sort of go hand in hand. Like there's there's always new things that I've I'm like more and more interested in and want to learn more about, and different books I want to read, and things like that. And I, I think it's really important to kind of keep that motivation going forward just because it is such a, a long road ahead.、Mm, that's true. When, you, when you're studying a language, you know, some people just like study it for the sake of studying it, or someone maybe speaks the language around you, and then, you know, like, oh, that's so cool. I want to be like that. But、yeah. then, you know, the purpose, or I guess the benefit of speaking, or, you know, being able to understand something in a foreign language, you know, you can, there's like more things you can do. Like, there's like a lot of possibilities. Like, you、mm. can read a novel. You can watch Japanese、yeah. TV, and that opens like the whole <laughs> new world, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's easy too for people to become discouraged thinking that like their reason isn't good enough.、Mm-hmm. Like, like, for me, I don't necessarily intend to get a job at a Japanese company or even to move to Japan anytime、mm-hmm. soon. Like, maybe those things would happen, but it's not like something I'm planning for necessarily. But You know, yeah, just finding things that keep you motivated. You know, like I, I think even if your goal truly is just to watch Naruto in Japanese and understand everything, like I, that's, I think that's fine. You know, it's, <laughs> it's such a difficult thing to do. And if you're, if that's enough to keep you going and keep you motivated, you know, more power to you. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, like reading something in the original language is kind of a different experience. Like, You, you mentioned、uh, Murakami Haoki. 
I I mm. think the translation is like beautifully done, but at the mm. same time, like you, like the I I really like the reading the original as well. You know, there's yeah. different. I guess I think there's difference. Hmm. So yeah, mm. I've only read a couple of, like excerpts or short stories of his in Japanese so far. Have you read Drive My Car, which is becoming kind of a hot topic because it. Um, not I in guess. Japanese yet. Oh, not in Japanese yet. Yeah. I um, I love that I love that story though, mm-hmm. and I really love the movie. Yeah, um, the movie is what what did it win? <laughs> like an <laughs> award? Oh wait, was it a nominee? I don't remember, but I um, I think it's nominated for the Academy Awards, and mm. it might have won something at the Cannes Film Festival in France. Yeah, so it's become. A hot topic, and everybody yeah. behind the book. <laughs> I I like his short stories too. I don't know if you know this one, but there's another like older book uh, of short stories. I don't know if it's published in English actually. <clears throat> like mm-hmm. the title is like Hotaru and like Nayao Yaku or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of tangent. But my favorite is. It's the one with a long, long title. Like, <laughs> 晴れた4月の朝に like, 100%の女の子に会うことについて or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that one's really uh, good. And maybe, yeah, at your level, you, you might be able to read it too. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. I don't think I've I don't think I've heard of that one, which is it's guess, rare for uh, me. I, I feel like I've... Mm. Oh, I've, really? I know, yeah, I feel like I've I've read almost everything. <laughs> maybe yeah. it's not published in English. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe that is about you know about meeting a girl who's hundred percent on a sunny April morning or something. Yeah, that's a really long title. I like it. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah, but that's great that you have the like motivation, that strong mm. motivation. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, like I only become more motivated as I as I go on. You know, I I I've seen a lot of people like get discouraged with learning Japanese just because it takes so long and it, it's such a hard thing to do. But so far, <laughs> well, I I did take that year off, right? So I felt discouraged as well. But now I I just feel every time I study Japanese, I feel like excited and and like refreshed to study more that's good yeah i like that <laughs> mindset i i hope everybody can have that like <laughs> mindset you know there, there's gonna be some like hardship too but then you know mm. i guess it yeah. should be fun too <laughs> yeah and even if you don't have the strong motivation maybe as you learn japanese you might be able to find one <laughs> right. I hope you will find one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's something we, you and I have been talking about a lot more lately mm-hmm. with, with reading, but reading has really become super, super motivating for me. Before I started studying Japanese, I, I really wasn't interested in, in manga at all. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like for a lot of reasons, manga is a lot more accessible to like lower level Japanese learners than totally. other books and so i started to like read a lot more manga and that's become that's been super fun for me like uh yotsubato of course right now I, i'm reading shoujo shumatsu ryoko uh, mm. which i had a friend recommend mm. um, oh maybe i know wait shumatsu as in like ending yeah not yeah not that weekend but like yeah, yeah. Then the world, yeah. like the end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm reading that right now, and that's. I've been only a lot of seen fun. the cover, but yeah. <laughs> Just things like that, where this wasn't something that wasn't my goal to begin with. Like my goal mm-hmm. was to read, but not that specifically. But I found a lot more things that I've enjoyed that I haven't expected mm-hmm. in in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, games too. I used to play a ton of video games when I was growing up and then stopped playing video games as, as much when I got older. I just didn't have time for it as much. But lately I've been using games as like a way to like soft study. You know, mm-hmm. it's not quite as, <laughs> as quite rigorous. As, as, yeah. Right. So I really like Nintendo games still. And now pretty much anytime I 
like buy a new game for the switch i just like switch it into japanese you know and mm-hmm. the first one i did was zelda skyward sword which mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of dialogue in it it's, it's not like comparative to a book or something but it's got some stuff and i started playing the latest dragon quest and all these games that i wouldn't have gotten to otherwise probably but mm. it's a nice way to like unwind at the end of the day just to play a little bit of a video game and also just practice reading like a couple of sentences here and there when they come up. I feel like many Japanese learners were or still are into Animal Crossing. Are you, do you have yeah. that one too? Is there more language practice like potentially you can do there or? I, I think the, the thing that's good about Animal Crossing is that it's just like a lot of everyday dialogue. With Dragon Quest, you know, <laughs> you get like <laughs> all the fantasy and... <laughs> terms, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's probably more helpful in your day-to-day life if you learn like how to say, you know, shelves or something like that, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good one too. Any any of these kind of Nintendo games that I enjoyed when I was a kid, like Pokemon and Zelda, have been. It's been fun to play them in in Japanese, and you know, it's like I'm achieving a goal that I didn't even know I had when I was a kid. Right, because you <laughs> like that, like I like those and... things, but I never, but I didn't study it then. So yeah, now I can go back through and and do it. Yeah, that's a good good immersion though for studying Japanese. But yeah, there's just like different nuance and different things that you miss, you know, mm. or like yeah, I <laughs> I think. Translators work really hard and do a really good job, but (laughs) when when you play something that's translated, you know, a lot of times the meaning that I come away with is like slightly different from what the English version might be or something like that, you know, Mm. and it's kind of interesting to see, see those things and compare them. Right. Yeah. But I guess like to get to the level, like of getting the most out of immersion, I guess you have to be, <laughs> you have to do some like heavy lifting. To, yeah, absolutely. At what point would you recommend to start something like that? I guess you can do that right off the bat too, but uh, to get most out of it. Yeah, it, it's funny because like online, especially in like internet-based Japanese learning communities like Mm -hmm. immersion is really strongly encouraged and i think that's great you know like like i said that's that's pretty much all i do to study now but like you said you have to you have to get a foundation of knowledge in before you can get to that point so you know i think with japanese of course one of the hard things is just the three different scripts kana Mm. and kanji and yeah i first and foremost i think you need to learn hiragana and katakana yeah and while you do that i would try to learn some of the just the way the the language sounds just that you know how it's Mm -hmm. pronounced and things like that i don't think you necessarily have to go like into a a deep dive with that but what i did is that i used an app on my phone there is there's these two apps i really liked called hiragana pro and katakana pro and they were just like just like little quiz apps where anytime I had a free moment, I would just open it up and they'll just show a hiragana character and say it out loud. And then you just, you can either pick from three options in Romaji what it is, or you can mm-hmm. type in. But so I just went through, you know, I just did that all the time. Ended up for a couple, I mean, I think for about like a week or something until mm-hmm. I just had gotten super good and could I just you know could read hiragana and and katakana even though you know at that point I didn't even know like very many words at all but I I just knew how to read the the script mm. and I think that's like the first thing you need to do yeah um, it's like learning alphabets for Japanese yeah. right like yeah I don't think you can do that like as a second language learner uh someone mm. who started learning Japanese like at a later age, like can do, like learn that from watching TV or, you know, reading manga. 
It's impossible, yeah. right? I think <laughs> <laughs> almost impossible to you know get that right from mm. like consuming or emerging learning. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think I think you can start depending on what you. It's hard because I I think that the way that immersion works best is with things that you're personally interested in.、Mm. So. I, I definitely think it's possible for you to just learn Kana and then just start watching like Peppa Pig in Japanese with Japanese <laughs> Kana、uh, subtitles and、uh-huh. you know like like dive in. I I wouldn't say that's the only thing you should do, but I think you could try to start incorporating that pretty early.、Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the things that would be accessible to you at that age are probably not. Super interesting if you're an adult as a second language learner. So yeah, I mean, what I would recommend is is learn Kana and then start some kind of system for learning Kanji at the same time. You know, I I used Wanikani just because I liked the the promise that you could do it in two years and、mm-hmm. also that everything was set up. I'm a I'm a really technical person. Like I'm very Particular about things, but I didn't want to like fuss around with like Anki and getting flashcards set up. I didn't really have any interest in in remembering the kanji that book.、Mm-hmm. You know, I I think there's a bunch of different ways that you can learn kanji and and just w- vocabulary words in general. But I would just find what works for you and just start doing that while while you're learning kana and like. Just start getting some of the scripts in your in your wheelhouse that you can start reading things. Yeah.、Mm. And if you picked one in kanji, especially like you get to learn not only kanji but vocabulary items、right. that use kanji. So that means like when like just watching anime or something, you get to like kind of recognize. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I, I you know. I think that's something that's super important. You know, is that just because of how Japanese is written and used, it's very important to learn words and words in context. You can go through and memorize all two thousand ish joyo kanji, yeah, yeah. but you know, you don't know necessarily what their common readings are or how it should be pronounced in certain words, or you know, it, that I think that's a limited use. Thing. So yeah,、mm-hmm. like learning words rather than learning kanji. However, you do that, or just like finding ways to make reading accessible to you, so that you can learn words in context. I think is really、mm-hmm. really helpful. Time for one kanji ad. Please feel free to skip this part if you like. For those who are not familiar with Wanikani, Wanikani is a kanji learning platform where you can learn 2,000 kanji and more than 6,000 vocabulary items within a little over a year. And today, Ian will be sharing his story about using Wanikani. Yeah, I've been using Wanikani for years, and it's really great to see how much it's improved over that time too. The thing I really like the most about Wanikani is that it's all set up just right from the start. You don't have to waste time fiddling around with the settings or managing items or do anything like that. For me, I recommend finding a pace that works well for you and try to make a habit of doing it every day or as often as possible. For me, I always wake up and do my reviews first thing when I sit at my desk in the morning, and I always try to keep my review pile around 125 different items.、And、that way, I know I can usually knock it out in about a half hour or maybe just under an hour doing that. Also, while Wanikani is already set up in a really nice way, I definitely recommend checking out the community forums where you can chat with other people who are learning Japanese, see what they've been working on,、uh, and also to find add-ons that I think make the experience even better. But you know, don't spend too much time there that you could spend <laughs> studying. <laughs> yeah, the studying comes first, I guess.、Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're interested in using Wanikani, the first three levels are free. So be sure to try the trial levels to see if it works for you. And if you end up really liking it, we have a special coupon code you can use for monthly and annual subscriptions. And it is Shoshin, S H O S H I N, in all uppercase. 
And you can redeem this code until July 31st, 2022. And this discount lasts for one year. So hope you check it out. Now back to the episode. Of course, the other thing you need before you can start reading, in my mind, is some kind of guide to grammar. I I think it's really important just to learn some of the rules of how Japanese is constructed. So personally, I really like to think that the Genki series is what did it for me, you know, working through Genki one and two just by myself and just like making sure I had learned those, the grammar points in there. But, you know, there's, there's tons of different grammar guides or different textbook series, different YouTube channels now even. Just I would find some kind of basis of grammar and just learn like a foundation at least so that you know how Japanese is written and can read it. You can start learning some of the words. And because you have this grammar knowledge, you can start like reading and maybe even constructing some Japanese sentences yourself. Yeah. And I, I think that's really like the foundation you need to get to really like the the true starting line in my mind of learning Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think someone, I think it might have been Emily's episode, but she mentioned mm-hmm. that he, she actually interviewed her friends for this episode. And maybe oh, wow. one of her friends said that, you know, if you know more vocabulary, like when you go through these textbooks, it's going to be easier because you know, example sentences and all the uh, use, mm. you know, vocabulary and when you don't know, especially that's how her class worked, I guess, you know, like mm. you have to learn vocabulary at the same time, like uh, learning the grammar points. So it kind of slowed you down. So I guess, yeah, some base of, you know, of course, the hiragana and katakana are alphabets, basically right. alphabets for Japanese. So you have to get that down and then, you know, some kanji, which is the Chinese characters and, you know, those, the basic ones and then, you know, basic vocabularies that are made out of them. And then, yeah, I think Genki 1 and 2, how, well, I shouldn't ask how fast (laughs) or how long (laughs) does it take, uh, you know. You know, I think, I mean, everybody's, everybody's different, right? For me, one of the things I wish I hadn't done is when I, after I worked through Genki 1 and 2, Mm. I went back and like worked through them again because I really wanted to make sure I had that knowledge super solid. And, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I think, I think I was probably just scared of like pushing myself into the intermediate level really Mm. when I felt like like looking back when I I was on the cusp of like beginner to intermediate I did a lot of review because I felt like oh if I didn't know all the beginner stuff perfectly how could I ever move on to the next stage but if you are perfect with with hiragana and katakana and like are learning vocabulary in some way and have some kind of basis of grammar, you can get to this point where native material becomes accessible to you. I definitely think after you work through Genki 2 and probably even just Genki 1, you could Hmm. start reading Yotsubato or at least graded readers and just start getting some, some reading in. And through that, I feel like my Japanese has gotten much, much stronger in a really short amount of time, just trying to read as much as possible. Maybe you were reinforcing, you know, the knowledge you learned from Genki 1 and 2 through, I guess, reading and reading experience to... Yeah, yeah, you see you see things in context and they, they make more sense to you. I, I think the, the classroom setting is great for a lot of people. And I really like that kind of learning environment where people mm-hmm. want to learn. But I do think it's true that there's only so much that a classroom or a textbook can do. Sort of as an example, on the other hand, there have been a lot of times where I would want to like express something in Japanese, either mm-hmm. something I was 
I thought I was going to talk about with a friend or with my teacher or something I wanted to write or something. And I would look up words in a dictionary and try to use them. Or I would like try to construct a sentence and like try to use it with a friend or, <laughs> or my teacher. Mm -hmm. and, and they would say, oh, no, we, we don't use that. Or like, that's yeah. not a very common word or like, you know, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of that is just because you're, I was coming at it from an English perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Where I, I was trying to like work backwards sort of, or without seeing words in context, you know, I would just mm -hmm. like look something up and say, oh, I'm sure this means the same thing, but like, you know, the concept might be expressed differently in Japanese or like the exact word used is different. And once you start reading and seeing things in context and reading Japanese as it's actually written and, and used, I think you can just acquire a lot of that knowledge much, much, much faster. Mm. And that makes your Japanese way better than if you try to stick to textbooks and dictionaries and go backwards. I see. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, I think a lot about, you know, what, like, the learning order should be. Like, when you're learning a foreign language, you know, some people are super, super excited about building a sentence on their own, like, from the get-go. Yeah. But, you know, that makes a lot of sense, you know, like, maybe reading might not be your ultimate goal you might be more excited about speaking but at the same time reading makes it possible to like consume a lot of materials at your pace too like you know watching and listening it's kind of hard for uh yeah. learners because he like yeah. goes by so fast <laughs> it's much easier to pause a book <laughs> mm -hmm. totally right so like yeah, you have the control of, you know, the pace and uh, yeah, consuming what's written or consuming, I guess the input is really important in that sense. That, yeah. Like you don't make up a sentence that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. at, at the same time, you know, not to like contradict myself or anything, like mm. I do think it's good to also push yourself with your Japanese too. Mm. Like, you know, maybe it is most efficient to only read things that are like well suited to your level. But I think if you're motivated, it's not a bad idea to read something that's like a little beyond your level. If, mm. you know, you can still make it through or, you know, if you want to have conversations in Japanese, you know, I would definitely recommend like finding a teacher or finding some friends and just start speaking to people and, mm -hmm. You know, it's okay if your pronunciation isn't perfect or the way you construct sentences isn't perfect. You know, like I wouldn't recommend anybody like limit themselves in what they do necessarily. But, you know, just know that your Japanese is going to be a lot better if you aren't trying to like reverse engineer it and you just try to take in as much as possible and then, mm. you know, use that when you go forward. Yeah, makes sense. Like, don't hold back and like try new things. Get out of your comfort zone because this needs to happen at some point. Like speaking, right? I mean, like if your goal doesn't include speaking, it's if okay. you just want to watch watch <laughs> manga or, or mm -hmm. you know watch anime and and read manga, like that's fine, you know. But if you want to like have conversations with people, I think the only way to do that is to practice doing it, and you know. It's okay if you start talking to people and you can only say like genki desu ka? <laughs> Thank you mm. wa dou desu ka? <laughs> like yeah. it's okay, you know, like if you have to stick to aisatsu, but mm -hmm. just get out there and practice, you know, and, and feel free to push yourself. Like uh, I wish I had pushed myself a little further, especially when I was like finishing genki, you know, you and like to, mm, yeah. instead of going back like and yeah. going through it again. Mm. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, like opening Tobira and just being like, oh, no way. <laughs> I can't do this, you know? Like this uh, is way, yeah. way too hard. Or like mm -hmm. trying to watch like an episode of Yuru Camp. And I was like, no, I, I can't. I don't understand it, you know? But mm -hmm. like you will, you know? And like just push yourself and don't be afraid to not understand something. That's, That's another... True. 
big tip I have. I see a lot of people where it's like if they're reading something or they're watching a drama or something and they're like, oh, should I pause every sentence and make a new flashcard mm. for every word I don't know? And, and, you know, I think it's okay to like not understand and be confused or like only get the, the, the outline or the gist of what people are talking about. Just push through and take things in as, as you can. And you don't have to understand every single little word and, and stopping to look things up is not going to necessarily make your Japanese that much better, you know? I will, I will still stop and make flashcards for words I don't know, especially if I, if they come up like a few times or things like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but do so at your discretion, you know, like if I, I don't think it should be every single word, you know, like mm. if I see something a couple times, I'll try to figure it out. And if I can't, I might look it up. And if I look it up and it seems like, oh, this might be useful, then I, I'll make a flashcard for it. You know, I, I, Try to have a little higher bar with that is what I would recommend. Yeah, let it go. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I totally like, understand that, you know, like, I could be a perfectionist and, you know, right. like, there are runners who are like that, you know, obsessively, you know, oh, I have to understand this, like, one single thing in order to understand or get a gist of, you know, the whole picture or something. But I guess... Focus on enjoying if you can and pressure like making a flashcard for every single word you don't know. Yeah. Like it's gonna That's be too much. discouraging. <laughs> <laughs> like I when I watch English TVs, I still like there are some things that I still don't understand. Like mm. but I still enjoy it. Like, you know, especially I watch a lot of like stand-up comedy and like listen to it. <laughs> like I like, there are a lot of words I don't know, but I still get it, you know? I sometimes can guess from the contents, but uh, when I don't get the joke, and if I'm curious, that's finally the time I, I like, right. you know, bother to look up the words. Yeah, so. but I think this is especially true when you're, like, watching TV or, like, playing a game or something like that. Try to become comfortable with confusion, <laughs> you know, with not understanding, yeah. because... That's going to happen a lot, you know, and it just means that you're working hard to understand something, you know, like nobody is perfect in a skill from the first day, right? I think you'll get more value out of something if you just like sit and enjoy and try your best rather than if you're stopping all the time to look everything up, you know? Yeah. Find and the right be prepared. balance. Yeah, find the right balance and be prepared not to understand every single thing. Right. Thing. You know, even if you <laughs> get through like Genki One, like understanding native right. materials gonna be harder than you think. It, but it's also rewarding, you know, even like understanding parts of it, it's gonna be rewarding. Yeah. And you should be proud of like understanding just a single word, you know, finding a word that you learned on Wanikani or somewhere else, you know, or finding something when you go to an Asian market, and, you know, you see a kanji you recognize on a packaging or something. Yeah. That moment, you should cherish those like little achievements and yeah. be proud. Each one of those <laughs> is a little victory, I think. Yeah, celebrate those little wins. And one thing we talked about for the last maybe a couple months, you know, about graded readers, we are writing an article. And, you know, there are a few organizations that make graded readers and then they mm. recommend, you know, skip. <laughs> they recommend to skip uh, words you don't know, like skip pages you don't understand and even skip a book or, you know, Right. Just skip if you don't enjoy it. <laughs> right. And I guess it's hard to give that permission to yourself, maybe, but it's okay. You just yeah. go back when you're at a level. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think you have to be interested in something to really get the most value from it, you know? And like, mm -hmm. I was honestly surprised when we were doing the research for the graded reader article, just at how the range of people that they are suitable for, you know, like mm -hmm. the, like through NPO Taroku and JGRPG Sakura, 
Like mm-hmm. they, you, you can start reading graded readers, I think very early, especially with NPO's, NPO Tadoku's free books. Like those mm. are very, very accessible. And the like final free book, the highest level free book that NPO Tadoku has is like a regular novella. It's almost 50 pages long. And I think that you could start very early and that could take you very far. You don't have to work through every single book, you know, but like mm. just finding material, especially online that that interests you, that you're motivated to read, you know, I, I think will really, really help your Japanese improve tremendously. Yeah. And for those who are not familiar with graded readers, they mm. are like, I guess, reading materials that are uh, that could be designed for little children of native speakers, but also it's being, I guess, kind of a trend to make it uh, accessible for second language learners. You know, like those, yeah. like sometimes it's rewrite of classic literature of which copyrights are expired uh, but they make it easy for you to understand using easier words using less kanji using easier or more simple grammar structure things like that you might not think that it is authentic authentically <laughs> native materials but it's still good material to like practice reading and yeah you know find the joy in reading in japanese yeah i i, mm. I think they're i think they're really great i really i think so i didn't too. Mm. i didn't use them very much when i was like um getting to where i am now like mm-hmm. i looked at a few graded readers as part of my own studying but i sort of skipped them but now because i've done all this research on them like i i feel like they're a really useful tool that i wish i had utilized more that they're they're very valuable and you can find a lot of them for free as you know we'll talk about in this article but yeah um, yeah 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 maybe by the time we publish this episode (laughs) it's out hopefully but i wonder uh, what comes out first (laughs) (laughs) but yeah keep an eye on tohuge.com and you know Mm. we gonna publish an article that's about great readers yeah and i wish i wish i'd done more so that's one of the things you wished and you knew <laughs> as a beginner of Japanese. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the last thing I would, I would stress, too, is just, like, try not to get super caught up in, in process, you know, like, like we've, we've talked about it so much. Like, Japanese takes a really long time to learn. And I just think about, I do, I make photos as well. I, I'm a photographer as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I see a lot of, like, beginning photographers when they're just starting out being like, oh, what camera should I get? What camera do I need? Or like get really worried about the tools when Mm. what's important is going and like making pictures. And in the same way, I feel that applies really strongly to Japanese as well, where like, you know, instead of spending all this time worrying about like what the best way to learn vocabulary words are or what the best textbook is or, you know, perfect Mm -hmm. order or whatever you know like i think you should spend that time just practicing as much as possible you know and like Mm -hmm. yeah just just find some way to get into it you know i i think a really easy recommendation is just like memorize kana start learning vocabulary work through genki one and two and then go from there but you know whatever you have i think is great and just like start studying and don't you know an author is not going to worry about what kind of pen they have before they write their novel, right? You know, <laughs> just start writing, right? Right. And the first steps, if you trust us as a Japanese learning resource, I mean, we're pretty good, but we're <laughs> biased. So it's up to you to trust us or not. But, you know, on tofugu.com, we have a hiragana and katakana guide which let you study hiragana and katakana using like memory hint called mnemonics. And those are like illustrations that makes it easy to kind of associate the shapes of hiragana and katakana with certain sounds that represent. So that's actually the the first thing I recommend for people starting out to do. Like Mm. go to tohuga.com 
or Google, Tofuku, Hiragana, Guide, and Katakana, yeah. Guide. Uh, and then start from there. Uh, and then sign up for Wanikani. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think mm. what's great about that is that it's sort of like everything you need in one place. You can totally memorize all the kana using all the mnemonics that we've got and start learning vocabulary in context in, in Wanikani. And yeah, like it's, it's everything you need. You don't have to stress about finding the perfect system. But mm -hmm. of course, like I said, there's, there's a million different ways to do it. I use those two apps to learn Kana and whatever works, I think is great. But I, I really do think that Tofuku has got a, a good system on their hands too. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. And yeah, we got to take good care of you. So if you trust <laughs> us, give it a try, you know, don't even think about other options <laughs> for now, at least. <laughs> if you find one and if you like them better, then go for it, you know, later yeah. on. But if you're just certain to think about certain Japanese, do it today, start it today. And then we are here to uh, help you. <laughs> so, mm. Mm. so I guess to wrap up, uh, is there an, any other advice? for Japanese beginners? Yeah, one of my friends is a professional cyclist. He races bicycles and I was talking about that with him once and he said something that I thought was really interesting and just that, you know, don't worry about how fast you're going. Distance is speed, you know? And I think that's really true for Japanese too, that learning Japanese is, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, you know? So just by doing it and being diligent every day, you are going as fast as you need to go. And if you can keep motivated and remember why you started studying in the first place and try to do a little bit every day or just a little bit as often as possible, I think before too much time has passed at all, you'll realize that you're accomplishing something really great. Totally. Yeah, 10 minutes a day. Start, start yeah. with that and maybe in a month you know hiragana, katakana and, you know, some basic kanji 10 minutes a day and maybe like some toilet breaks and <laughs> <laughs> while while you boil water or something <laughs> yeah. those little spare times you know uh, while you're waiting in line for coffee while you're waiting to boil mm -hmm. you know uh, water for tea while you're waiting for the elevator all those little breaks i think are a super super great time just to like flip through your, your mnemonics or just learn something, yeah. Mm -hmm. One hiragana character or two you can do yeah. in those times. So yeah, I'm excited for those listeners actually, <laughs> like after <laughs> talking about learning Japanese, I feel like a fresh start and uh, <laughs> they probably gonna hit the, like the wall some point, you know, uh, might yeah. feel discouraged. You know, try to enjoy I did, it. I did too, too you know, push mm, through. Yeah, <laughs> that's really convincing too, coming from that, coming from you. Mm. <laughs> We're glad. Yeah. So I guess that's a wrap. Mm. Thank you for listening to this episode. And thank you, Ian, for <laughs> uh, co-hosting this. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a ton of fun. Hopefully we do more in the future. <laughs> yeah yes and then we should do like a yotsubato episode like yeah. yotsubato fan club episode yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> there's gotta be more <laughs> yotsubato fans among the tofugu <laughs> mm, maybe we'll do like call-ins or <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like that <laughs> okay so stay tuned and see you in the next episode bye